Hello and welcome to the Persephone program for September 19th, 2020. It's with a heavy heart, um, you know, that I mourn the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who passed away yesterday, the 18th. Um, you know, very, very sad day. She was 87 years old. That's amazing. Um, it really, you know, it's so interesting that she passed like at the new moon, Rosh Hashanah. Um, and I'm going to talk a little bit about her astrology, uh, and especially the transiting planets that were, you know, visiting her. And then I want to talk a little bit about the equinox, which is coming up and some of the astrological placements. And then I want to give you guys some astrological um, food for thought on Joe Biden's chart, um, Kamala Harris's, and Donald Trump's. So uh, in this day that we are mourning the passing of a very important pioneer, um, justice for our country, and someone that we really counted on to continue progressive values. Let's talk a little about let's talk a little bit about Ruth Bader Ginsburg's chart. Um, and I want to give you some insight into how that also connects to what's going on right now, like what's happening in the cosmos now. So as you guys know, you can create a chart out of anything, an event, a question, an individual. And it really is a snapshot in time. And when it comes to like an entity of any form, a person, an organization, things like that, um, they contain elements of the energetic force of the moment, you know, an energetic snapshot. And that's much of what you could sort of simplify uh, an astrological chart. So um, in that way, certain people embody energetic, archetypal energetic forces, okay? And um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, one of the things that she embodied was, I wanted to mention to you that she happened to be a sun in Pisces with a moon in Scorpio. We don't know what time she was born, but she had a group of planets in Pisces opposing a group of planets in Virgo. And that was a main sort of feature of her as well as Mercury and Uranus and Aries. She was a fighter, you know, even though she was this Pisces person that was actually, you know, very kind of um, inward turning and spiritual and um, maybe even a little bit idealistic. Not a little bit. She was idealistic. She also was a fighter. Moon and Scorpio, too. You know, she kept secrets, but she also knew to never give up. But she had her natal Saturn in Aquarius. And if you listen to this podcast, you all know that one of the big events of 2020, along obviously with the stellium of um, Capricorn, of Pluto, Saturn, and Jupiter and Capricorn, as well as their conjunction, one of the biggest events is Saturn conjunct Jupiter in Aquarius. So if Ruth would have lived a few more years, she would have had her third Saturn return. What a trip, right? If she would have lived another year. Um, but she passed before then. But she had Saturn in Aquarius. And that's interesting because Saturn in Aquarius 
is, um, you know, a kind of like master of progressive and social justice in many ways. Um, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, the traditional idea of Saturn as a limiter or as a fear-based obstacle, um, it's not the truth of Saturn. You know, Saturn is, as I've mentioned before, this opportunity for mastery, okay? It is, it is the place where we must go to unlock some of the opportunities and abilities that are innate in our incarnation. And so where we have Saturn, it's a place for you to work on. And it's a place for you to get good at whatever it is that Saturn's giving you at the time. So um, sure, you'll have challenges and obstacles, but it's also the place where you can master them. So it's like a Mr. Miyagi. It's like if you think of yourself as a student, you know, Saturn is your teacher. Saturn is your professor. Saturn is your sensei. You know, he is a wise master that and because Saturn is also you know the the keeper of I think this dimension or the port like the kind of the beginning of this portal this dimension it has to do with the world you know and things that you have to do in the world work groundedness matter and things like that okay Saturn in Aquarius has always been associated with social progress. I mentioned earlier on a few other podcasts, especially if you haven't listened to the podcast, The Astrology of Social Justice, do, because I talk about a few other times in history when Saturn was in Aquarius. And one of them was during the time that um, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. had his I Have a Dream speech. And during the, the 60s, um, civil rights uh, movement and laws that happen. And so because we do have Saturn moving into Aquarius, there's a lot of positive things. I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's talk about RBG. So RBG had Sun conjunct North Node and Venus in the sign of Pisces um, that opposed a Jupiter, Neptune, and Mars stellium in Virgo. So there was like, there was something very, because there's this focus on Neptune and on Pisces, there was something very like spiritual and idealistic and noble in the work that she did and in the life that she led, you know, um, there were ideals that she followed and she cared about the vision, uh, having Neptune conjunct Mars. I mean, that's, it's a very, actually very artistic, um, you know, kind of aspect, but because it's in Virgo, it's very grounded in reality and in detail. So I think that her, um, the work that she did was very much like to serve, like she truly wanted to serve the world. Okay. Um, and her ability to fight and, and hold power, you know, her moon was square Saturn too, was like, at times I think she didn't want to do it. But I know that she did it anyway, because she knew it was what was best for the world, that she took that higher road approach, you know, sacrificing her own, you know, possibly like her own, you know, peace to hold power and to fight against the world, which is something that we need to do now. Anyway. At her passing, what's really interesting is that you know there was a new moon, you know it was Rosh Hashanah, 
but we had the new moon and the sun opposing her natal sun exactly you know almost and we had transiting jupiter um also very close to um basically almost exactly training her natal jupiter so there was a focus of like and i always see jupiter prominent in the charts of people that pass okay so as well as there's there's also a big surge of people that pass at the new and full moons like it's a it's like an event almost like there's a portal opening or something and um and jupiter is always really prominent so it was trying her jupiter exactly it was also sextile her venus those are really good aspects you know, it's kind of funny, isn't it? Because I think so many people think that death is this horrible thing that is negative and bad, like a terrible accident. But what I see when I when I do the transits of people that pass is, is the opposite. Um, it's true that Pluto and Saturn, you know, to a certain extent, also Jupiter were opposing her Pluto, kind of like activating her Plutonian... Um, all right, it's time to, to be reborn. But what I can see is that this was actually probably like a really beautiful experience for her, at least, you know, internally. And it was very much her time. Um, but what I want to say is that she has left her body behind, which is obviously a big issue for the judicial, the Supreme Court, for the United States, leaving a gap. But it was, I, I really truly think that her energetic form and her Saturn and Aquarius fight and, you know, for freedom uh, will be continued in this country. Um, you know, also mentioning transiting uh, Neptune as well. Um, you know, really kind of like hovering around um, in between her sun and her Venus too, like kind of like dissolving her physical self over the last few years with cancer and everything like that. And, you know, my mom, um, when I was going through my mom's stuff, you know, a couple months ago, my mom loved Ruth Bader Ginsburg, loved her, you know. As, an, as, a, as a Jewish woman, you know, my mother herself growing up in the 50s and 60s and stuff and having art, you know, she was a fem, my mom was a feminist and she had a enamel pin of um, RBG that said Supreme and she had given uh, a few of those to her friends and they wore them on their lapels, you know. And when my mom was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, she's like, RBG has been living with it for years. I can do it too. Now, of course, she couldn't, and neither could RBG, but, um, you know, their legacy were, their legacy is still there. I share with you the amazingness of my mother's wisdom uh, and her, you know, the work that she did and her spirit. I share it with all of you, and RBG is within each one of you, okay? You are each, if you wish to be, a part of her spirit. You take that torch okay and hold it aloft you know we can of our own self ne not necessarily do anything we do it together right okay 
so RBG kind of, you know, I didn't want to get too much into it. Um, want to mention that uh, another thing that happened right before she passed too, um, which was kind of interesting in terms of like all of the little, all the many, many things that, uh, you know, have been going on right now um, is that we had uh, the lunar, we had um, sun square the lunar nodes, um, which are now in Gemini Sagittarius. Um, obviously Mars, you know, retrograde on September 9th. Um, and then we also have a Saturn square Mars retrograde at the end of this month. So there's a lot of kind of, you know, contentious energy in this month and in October. And I've mentioned to you before, um, that we will have a Mercury retrograde. It will be retrograde. Um, we have a mid-February, it's uh, October 13th, I think, or 14th. Uh, Mercury will be retrograde in Scorpio. Mercury enters Scorpio on the 27th of this month. And then October 14th, it will be retrograde. It will be retrograde until November 3rd. So it will be retrograde during the election. Um which is to say like, you know, there's going to be recounting and counting and it will not be settled on that date. Um, so Saturn will square Mars at the end of this month too, kind of like bringing up, um, you know, that contentious um, power grab, uh, abusive power. So we need to all write our senators about holding off on a nominee for the Supreme Court. We need to do everything that we can do on a local level to connect to your senators in order to make change. Um, you know, just have faith, okay? Have faith and continue to fight. I'll talk more about, um, about October in October. But this Libra Equinox, we have some really interesting kind of factors. We, of course, have, you know, I mean, to be honest with you, even though the exact uh, Mars where Saturn is at the end of the month, it really is within orb. You know, Mars is like at 26 degrees Aries on the equinox, and we have Saturn at 25. We have Pluto at 22, and we have Jupiter at 17. So Jupiter's really not so much in orb, but uh, Saturn and Pluto really are. So it's just kind of like happening right now, and it's going to be pretty much in play for the next few months. Okay, so we've got a lot of frustrating martial energy out there. Um, Eris, the uh, asteroid goddess of discord, is right next to Mars. Um, Chiron is also in Aries. There's a lot of like need and need to assert ourselves and and to act out that is coming up against sort of immutable forces. Um, and then we also have you know, Neptune in Pisces, which represents like Neptune often is the collective too. It's like the collective soup kind of, um, not that these, the, all these energetic forces are within the collective. Okay. Which you could call the matrix or they're, you know, it's the energetic cosmic weather pattern we're dealing with, but Neptune represents a lot of the illusions too. It's very much, um, an illusionary delusionary kind of a vibe, uh, or it's like a, like a matrix or a band almost I like to I like think of it as like the sea of unconsciousness okay and in that ways you know in in astrology Neptune represents um you know whatever like you know collective um 
like, you know, ideas that are out there. Um, things that people are thinking about, creative ideas. It'll, it'll represent often a theme that'll come up in the storytelling we do culturally, movies, films, books, things like that. Um, and Neptune is also at 19 degrees Pisces in aspect to the you know Jupiter, Pluto, Saturn conjunction. It's sextile. So it's still kind of beaming into that too. So there's, and because it's retrograde and because it's Pisces, it's like, we don't know what the truth is. The truth is murky. The truth is like illusory, you know, and everybody's just, they don't know what to believe. Um, so the Libra equinox at zero degrees Libra is September 22nd at 9.31 in the morning, Eastern time, so 6.30 um, a.m. And it's interestingly enough, um, you know, we have our United States natal chart with a Sun, Jupiter, Venus, um, all in Mercury. I mean, I'm sorry, all in Cancer. We have Sun, we have Mercury, we have Venus, and we have Jupiter all in Cancer. And this Libra time will be squaring all of the United States, um, you know, Cancer uh, bodies. Um, meaning that there's friction in the collective and that friction is represented by the current position of the planets in square or hard aspect to the chart, the entity of the United States. We also have a Mars at 21 degrees Gemini. So we also have the transiting North Node kind of like up there conjuncting our Mars. What are we gonna do? What is truth? What is data? You know, what is in front of our eyes and what are we going to believe? So. A lot of the things that are in our collective are, um, interestingly enough, being reflected, you know, in the charts of the United States. Um, I also want to say that we will have set the Saturn-Jupiter conjunction on the south node of the United States too, further emphasizing the end of something um, and something new being born. Um, and I think that that's like really, really interesting. I want you to know that this month and the next two are going to be, this next 60 days or so are going to be really some of the roughest. And it isn't, it's, it's like everything, you know, I said before with Mars retrograde, fires, extreme heat, hurricanes, earthquakes, all that kind of stuff and very contentious relations in general and especially politically. So we are literally tearing down and rebirthing our nation. We are having our Pluto return. It isn't exactly exact and for a couple more years, you know, another year, I guess, year and a half, um, but it's close. Like we really are rebirthing ourselves, and it hurts. It hurts to die and be reborn. But the energy is always for the rebirth. Okay. So, um, what is, what, what has been will not be. That's all I can say, you know, um, as far as like a prediction there, there's a freshness, a newness, and it seems more egalitarian and progressive than it, than um, totalitarian and authoritarian. Okay, those themes are here. They're you know um, in the collective, 
now with, you know, Saturn, Pluto, you know, all of that. But um, this is like, it's almost over. So I want you to feel a little bit more confident that things um, can and will change because I think that they can, but what's necessary is your participation. Participation. I mean, this is, if anything, getting everyone out to do something, okay? All right, so um, I was looking at Donald Trump's chart and looking at Biden's chart and um, you know, looking at some interesting things. It's true that the nodes of the moon um, are really on Donald Trump's chart right now, okay? Dharma and karma, dharma and karma. Karma on his moon, dharma on his sun. Where is he going? Okay, what is his path? Um, you know, there's a lot of really interesting things. And, you know, he's got a Mars, like, smack on his um, ascendant. And, um, you know, and he's just a very martial person, you know. What's super interesting is Joe Biden's north node is conjunct on top of Trump's ascendant and Mars, okay? As well as his Chiron too. Chiron and North Node on top of his Mars. We have Joe Biden's Jupiter at 25 degrees Cancer right on top of his Venus, which is actually pretty nice, okay? Um, we also have, I'm looking at some of his stuff, we have um, Biden's Mercury, Venus, um, kind of like opposing um, some of Trump's Mars, like his, you know, or squaring, I'm sorry, his Venus is square his Mars. Like they're formidable opponents, but what trips me out, what really trips me out is um, Biden's North Node kind of smack on Trump's ascendant. I feel like, um, and also, um, I'm just looking at a few other pieces here too. We also have um, Biden's Saturn. It's not, you know, it's it's within orb of um, kind of like being on top of Trump's Uranus too. And I, I just feel like, Trump doesn't realize what a formidable opponent Biden is for him. And um, I think that he's going to take him out. I haven't talked too much about Biden's chart because Kamala Harris's is just so much more, I guess, connected um, in many ways to the chart of the United States. Um, but Biden um, also has a very powerful... Um, chart with, you know, he's got four planets in Scorpio, Sun, Venus, Mercury, and Mars. Okay, that's really powerful, actually. He's a very powerful person. It's just he's quiet about it. Okay. This is someone who's been through hell and back. I don't know if you know his story and understand that he lost his, you know, wife and baby daughter and his sons were injured in a terrible car accident, you know, when they were really, they were very, very young was very traumatic. Um, he's He's been through loss, and I think that he is much deeper than we understand and think that he is. Um, 
I think that, you know, his Jupiter says a lot because he's got this Jupiter in Cancer, which is really nicely connected to, um, you know, the chart of the United States. It isn't like it's his Jupiter is like right on top of the United States Mercury. So it's like he's going to bring some buoyancy and joy to this, to this country, believe it or not. And you know that the chart of the United States is um, for the signing of the Declaration of Independence has a moon in Aquarius. So uh, because we have this, you know, Jupiter, Saturn and Aquarius thing like you know, this country, I, I, I believe in the process of what is happening and in what potentially could happen with this country. Looking at the archetypes of what's going on, you know, Saturn will be on top of our moon. That isn't necessarily a great thing, but it could also be because the Saturn-Jupiter conjunctions every 20 years represent a regime change, the birth of a king, but also new social constructs. Okay, and it's not just Saturn, but it's Saturn and Jupiter, you know? Saturn and Jupiter is like what we believe in and also how we create structures that reflect our belief system. Jupiter being the belief system, Saturn being the structures that we believe, that we create. And so um, a Saturn-Jupiter conjunction coming up on to be on top of our moon, it's not as bad as just like a Saturn on the moon, okay? Um, I like that. I kind of like that. I feel that um, that there's a lot of resonance here. I feel like Biden can beat Trump. And you know what? The other day someone asked me, like, are you sure? And I'm like, I, I just, do I want it? Yes. But I feel like there's enough energetic um, signposts to say that it will happen. And more than than four years ago, more than 2016. Um, because, you know, even though I did, I, I couldn't believe that Donald Trump would win if we would have looked at the inauguration chart and also, you know, the really difficult planets that really overshadowed the last four years, that was a, that was a bad, difficult, you know, bummer. And it's things, things are looking better that makes sense and you know it's always darkest before the dawn and all of that but um I feel like things are going to be better you guys what do you think like you know I know that some of you are just feeling so emotional about the the t difficult times but I'm telling you it isn't it's gonna be tough it's not gonna be easy it's not gonna be easy until January really but December 21st when we have our Saturn Jupiter conjunction will be better you know, and it's funny because some people said like, oh, Saturn and Jupiter and Aquarius, it's like social distancing and, you know, and uh, because Aquarius is very much about like, um, it's a, it, you know, it's a, it's an air sign and it's a bit abstract and it, you know, Uranus, it's modern ruler, it rules technology. But I think that, I think technology is going to come in and save the day, you guys, with COVID. I really do. I think technology is going to come in and save the day. And it's important that we do not give it any more, um, you know, I mean, read read the book Frankenstein. We don't give it any more power than we already have, but that we use it as a tool and don't allow it to use us. So, you know, it, remember, this is a tool for you. Social, your phone is a tool, you know, 
everything is a tool for you. This is your life. But, you know, Americans have been tremendously complacent. And, um, you know, in looking the other way and looking down at our on our Facebook and in looking, you know, and only caring about what TV shows we're, you know, we're watching or, you know, who's our friends or like taking selfies of ourselves all the time. Like, what have we done? You know, special interests have taken over power. And, you know, sure, special interests have always been in power. But this, the idea of this country as an experiment in democracy, it wasn't it wasn't really real, you know, but the construct is there in loose form in the constitution. Okay. The construct is there, but maybe we can rebirth ourselves into something new. You know, I mean, I swear if you did, if you guys watched or read the graphic novels, the Watchmen, or, um, if you haven't, please read them, watch the TV show it was on HBO. It was fantastic. What if we could rebirth this country with some reparations, with some healing, uh, with a new structure, one that is inclusive and represents all? I think that there's some elements in place to do that. But in order for us to really do that, we have to struggle in the same way that the butterfly struggles out of the cocoon. We have to struggle through this so that we can, through creative abrasion, find our new way. So take heart, my friends, and know that the astrology is reflecting life on earth. And I think we have the power. People have the power. Have you heard that song by Patti Smith? People have the power to redeem the world of fools. I think we do like believe in yourself, do something, get involved whether it's working at a poll, calling people up, get involved. And you know what? Even if you don't believe the same things I do and you're listening to this, which I fully doubt, if you're like, oh my gosh, you know, you know, they're coming to take Jesus, our unborn children and our guns away, and this is terrible. Even if you believe that, you know, you have freedom to get involved. Get involved, you know? And believe me, also like look at the data. If you do believe that the Democrats are, you know, <laughs> just as evil as Republicans, and I'm not voting for either one, then you are abnegating responsibility. And what we need now is for everyone to take responsibility. Okay, rant over. I'm going to do something for the Libra Equinox. I'm going to do like a little ritual. So I would suggest you do either on the evening of the 21st or on September 22nd. Um, you can get some friends together, uh, on zoom or something like that, or in, or in your own home, light a candle, um, create a feast of Thanksgiving, kind of like of hope and prayer. Um, we're moving into a contentious time and what we need is objectivity, strategy, peace, not righteousness, not righteousness, peace. Um, how can we create peace? How can we create peace in our lives, in our minds, and in the world? So that's kind of like my thoughts. And, um, you know, light a candle for RBG, but remember that she also lives within you. And maybe you or someone you know could potentially be, maybe it's a baby being born right now because there's a lot of them. 
lot of babies I know being born right now. I mean, for people that it's just bizarre. Um, I've never seen a baby boom like this, you know, believe in, in truth and justice and, um, believe that, you know, someone out there right now could be the next Supreme. Have a, as good a day as you can. Um, let me know your thoughts. Let me know if you have any questions and, um, we will talk soon.